Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's words for kingdom dominion. We are a people committed to establishing kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. Dress it and to keep it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord, and the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an helpmate for him. And then we can continue with him, but we'll stop there. That it is not good for the man to be alone. And I used to always say, I think I've said several times, that in as much as we young people act like we don't believe in relationships, we act like we don't want, we act like we don't care. I think it's one of the major things that young people think about. Even though we act like we don't. We pray about it, we think about it, you know. The privilege of ministry, it grants you access to some kind of knowledge that can make you have a different view of how humans are. Because you can see someone that is posting and saying, single till 35. And she will be in your DM and say, I'm looking for a man. And you'll be like, is, am I blind or what exactly is going on here? Same with guys too. Say toxic men are the way now. And they will be the same person sending voice notes. They will run for, they are walking with you and discussing, then they will hide and quickly send the voice notes and come and continue the discussion. Anyways, but I think that the, God has perspective about every matter. God has perspective about every matter, including relationships. And you would understand why I read that scripture. You see, because we have several ideas about relationships. One of the major places that we pick our ideas about relationships is from our parents. You know, the relationship that we saw with our parents. And we know, especially if you came from my kind of family, the areas that we come from, very spiritual parents, they don't show any emotions at all. I'm sure many of us have probably not seen our parents kiss before. And you are wondering how did they produce you? <laughs> You probably have never seen them all before. Yeah. How did I come out of this union? If strange things happen in the night. Anyways, so you you're trying to wonder how did you they come up with you? And because because their idea of relationship was more about commitment, alright? So they know how to do right by each other. Daddy makes sure that nobody's hungry at home. Daddy makes sure that there is food, there's money, school fees are paid, he's a responsible man. Then mommy makes sure that nobody is hungry, she cooks, she partners with the house and all of these things, she cleans and all of those. We know that they are good people, they don't fight. On church, um, on Sunday they dress, they wear and go, they go to church together and we all go to church together. That's all that we know. But we've not seen any romance and so it's normal that every young person wants to build on what their parents have done. So we want the emotions aspect, do you understand? So we are the ones that are like, no. We came up with new ideologies like marry your friend, you know, or um, I'm not going to marry someone that I'm not attracted to, at least I should be attracted to the person. And this is not a problem. The idea around marrying your friend, the idea behind it is not really wrong, but the statement is not exactly, the statement is not exactly best put, but the idea is not wrong because in your relationship or in your marriage, there will be more friendship than there will be romance. Do you understand? So you guys will talk more, go out more, 
walk around more, do all of that. And so if you don't have a friend in a partner, the relationship will be boring. Right? And um, we came up with our own idea. And it's always amazing. I always see this play out all the time. I taught it in gospel series. Man trying to solve their problems without God. Excluding God from the equation. We sit down, we see what is in the word of God, but we devise our own ideologies. And then we talk about it. And it's not, it's not really... Our idea is not a problem, but it now, it now breeds people. was able to breed people that have 19 exes, including church people, in the beach to marry somebody that is their friend. So they get close to somebody when they start noticing a connection you know, with someone, then they start thinking and they start before it was not so before they will see one lady singing during choir practice. Then they will go and pray. Then after like seven months, God will appear to them in the And then he will tell them it is brother. Then they will come to fellowship and go and meet brother and go and meet pastor. And then it's, most times it's even pastor that we have them to talk to, brother. And then they start the relationship. But for us, it's different. We start talking. So we develop what we call talking stage. So we start talking. And from the talking stage, we now start praying. After there's emotions involved. Because we don't want to marry someone that is not our friend. And so there's a downside to what we're doing. There was a downside to what they did too. All right? But there's a downside to what we're doing. So we're dating people. There's serial dating going on in church. There's rarely anybody that is not anybody's ex. And diagnosis is bad, but you know. But all that sequence is human beings trying to find a way to solve the relationship question without God, without thinking of God's ways. And God has an idea about relationships. In fact, people have developed ideas. Let's not even mention some, but people have developed statements out of what they saw with their parents, especially those that came from, you know, homes that were not exactly the nicest place to be. Daddy is fighting with mommy, mommy is fighting with daddy, they are beating themselves. When you come out from places like that, you develop statements to help shield yourself. It's actually a coping mechanism, right? So you will hear ladies say things like, I cannot submit to anyone as far as I'm concerned. We develop statements and say, men are strong. We say, men will stay your wife. So even some elderly people will advise you and say, you don't trust women. Don't put on, if you trust, you are not wise. There are things that you hide away from her. And then we, it looks like the word of God or the principles in the word of God cannot be followed strictly. It's amazing. All kinds of principles. There are many young boys that are not even responsible. You know, and this is one of the downsides of pornography. Because you see, psychologically, the body of a woman is quite, is quite a delicate thing. And think about it. Think about it. You know, there are cultures in this world that before they marry, men fight. They beat themselves. It's the last man standing that can manage you. Yes. And, and don't think these are foolish humans. This is the natural animal. Because same thing happens in the animal kingdom too. If a lion enters a pride and sees another lion there, he will kill the lion and kill all the children, especially the male children. So this, so, so, so having a woman close to you is actually something that is a, is a serious thing that you hold daily. So men are to work to prove a point to have women years ago. Do you understand? And so men are to work to prove a point. Men are to grow. Men are to build stuff, have empires, have all kinds of slaves. 
and that is when they could be able to have a woman and marry a woman but not the same these days because you see the body of a woman is something that almost everybody has seen because of access to pornography and that's the downside to all of the ideologies that have come up in these days as touching relationships but the truth is that that has now affected young boys you will see that there are many young boys that are not even responsible that's the guy doesn't have a job but he's falling in love and you're trying to find out how how did you how did you get there how did you how did you stroll that far to falling in love and so i want to bring to us that you just see that scripture the bible was emphasizing in verse 18 the genesis chapter 2 it says it is not good for the man to be alone not a man not one of the men it is not good for what the man there is a kind of man that is not good for such person to be alone not every kind of man the man and you can study that whole scripture to find the parameters with which you call the man but it is not good for the man that particular man to be alone and what we are going to work towards today which is before love is to work us to become that person that should not be alone because there are people that should be alone there are people that should remain alone there are people that should remain alone yes there are people that should <laughs> there are people that should remain alone but it is not good for the man one thing that i want us to admit before we get into who that kind of man is one thing that i want us to admit today i want us to admit this scripture i want us to admit this statement the principles of god are not wrong the man is wrong Because there is, there is an advocacy in our day that makes it look like the principles of God as touching relationships are actually unrealistic. And that's not true. You must come to a point where you realize that the principles of God are not wrong. The man is wrong. You know, there are several stories that you can pick even from the internet. You know, I heard of one story. We were just about it recently of a man that had three children i know we read stories like that the man had three children and then one day he took one of his child he had a medical issue and he took the child to the hospital and he went to treat the child and then he had to do a blood test because um he was supposed to donate blood to that child and so after doing the blood test he figured that the blood was not similar so when he found out that the blood was not similar they had to do a dna test then he found out that the first child was not his so having <laughs> i'm coming to visit both guys are ready to chop in this station but let's start having done that test he picked his remaining two children because he was confused. He picked the remaining two children, went for the test, and found out that none of the three of them were for them. And you know, people have come up with statements, pastors included, all right, of, so we're trying to manage the situation. And so people have come up with statements, ah, you can't completely trust women. In fact, there was a time that there was a DNA movement in this Nigeria. Make sure that as the child is landing like this, do the DNA test. And then God did not teach you like that. Because you see, marriage is supposed to mirror Christ and the church, right? 
Jesus didn't do anything similar to that. What about spending on women? Don't worry, I'm going to the boys. Let me first talk to people. I'm going to. But what about spending on women? There are boys that have spent money and now there is, there is a training, an education for young boys to be wicked. Especially in Valentine like this. They are expecting but they are not ready to give. Don't give women money. Don't. There was one that I reacted to online one time like that. And people entered and were saying, I'm, I'm very foolish. Why? He said, you don't pick a project woman. Why? You shouldn't work on any woman. She must be good before she comes. And that statement, yes. That's how, that's how angry. I, well, anyways, years ago when I started hearing about the feminist movement, I knew there would be a backlash. And the backlash will not end well. But you see, this is how it works. People trying to find solutions. So they are trying to advise boys. In fact, somebody advised young men that the best thing to do to not fall trapped to a woman in this day is to have a vasectomy in your 20s. All kinds of people. Check the picture. But I'm saying this is what this is what we hear. So this is what we hear. Let's move to the other side of the man. I don't know if you've heard. I think there is almost no podcast that does not have a woman that has not been abused. Every lady online is saying the things that I've seen from men. Don't trust men over. In fact, I heard a young lady that I, I think she. She's a bit, at least quite decent in the movies and stuff that she does. But you see, I heard the idea about marriage. She was saying that she believes that she must contribute to the relationship financially. A man must not contribute to everything. A man must not bring all the money that is needed. Oh, you people have checked it, have you? Now pay attention. <laughs> so, now pay attention. So, she said that a man should not be the only one bringing money to the house. And this is the reason why she said it. The reason why was not because she wants to support her spouse in managing the home. The reason is because she said, so that the day there is a fight, you will not tell me, go back to my father's house. As I'm taking the roof, you should be taking the fight. As you are taking the rug, I should be taking the bed. We'll split everything 50-50. And when you hear statements like that, the Bible now comes to give you a picture about relationships like I was talking last week. And the Bible says there is no fear in God. Now, this is culture what you have experienced because you've seen there is a woman i think her name i can't remember her name she's really making a move right now yes she's saying that the way relationships should work now is that men must submit to women because men are not smart they are dumb according to her if a man does not submit under a woman it's going to be wild it's not a fault she saw men that were foolish but the bible says there is no fear And so one of the first things that I always want to do when talking about relationships is to help us edit those things. Because you see, these are coping mechanisms that people developed. This is not love. The problem is that you are entering relationship at a wrong basis. It will fail, surely. And there is the way of the Lord. Listen, pastoring and preaching is actually very sensitive because you must learn what the word of God says. It must be solar scriptural. Let God be true and everyone be alive. And so, these several ideas, we've come up with several ideas that makes it look like the principles of God are unrealistic. 
it is almost unrealistic to submit. It is almost unrealistic to be naked and not ashamed because that's what the Bible says. Completely transparent. Is it possible? No. People will say, don't check your wife's phone. Except you want to see what will not make you sleep at night. And when I see these statements online, I'm scared for believers. Because you see, we're learning too much from all kinds of people these days. All these statements, when you hear them, it looks like those that embrace the principles of God are at a loss. Is that true? Because it's the person that is gentle, the lady that is cooking for the young guy, and is washing clothes, and the guy is cheating. She's the one that is in loss. And then when she leaves that relationship, she's in pain. And then she makes a vow to never be like that again. Or the guy that spent money, and then the lady now came back and said, you're like a brother to me. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is to get you to hear all the things that you have said and put it in your mind that the principles of God are not wrong. The man is wrong. One pastor said, Please, you pastors came up with that ideology too recently. The polygamy story. The principles of God are not wrong. The man is wrong. You know, somebody even met Baba Debo at an at an airport one day. So he was able to have access to Baba Debo and he was able to ask questions. So you know somebody even now. What he wants to know is how what is the role of Christianity in transforming the nation. That's all that is in that man's mind. Leadership and transformation. That's all. So he was asking, what's the role of Christians in transforming the nation? And Baba Debo said, Sha. Let's pray that we have more righteous people in Nigeria. And the statement sounded like, you know, he was expecting Babadebo to post maybe sweet C.S. Lewis and quote some old people, but no. Then Babadebo explained. He said, if you have a gang of anglers, do you think they will elect a policeman to be their leader? And so even if you want to follow righteousness, even though the principles of leadership are true and are needed in a country, if the men are not changed, the principles will consistently fail. And this has been the problems also in relationships, that people carry God's, God's plan, but they don't change themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying now? So they carry their old ideas, they carry their old beliefs, they are acting the way they still used to believe. The anger did not drop, the fighting did not drop, the ghosting did not drop, they, they've not still learned how to manage themselves God's way. They've not changed. And this is the core of the Christian faith. I'm telling you, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you are a good Christian, you should have a great marriage. It should be a guarantee. But the problem is that the people are not changed. But they want the relationship to work God's way. The principles are not wrong. The people need to change. And so... Tonight, our emphasis will be on changing us, especially for those that are not yet in relationships. And if you are in a relationship too, it's still for you. The, the goal for tonight's message is changing you. So before looking for love, pay attention to you. And I'm not saying what ladies say when they say, focus on yourself. Because many times when ladies say, don't, you don't need no man, focus on yourself. What they mean is that be, be a selfish bigot. Be a selfish, self-centered human being. No, that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying that it is important that you change you. Now, if you will change yourself, what are the things that I think, I believe we need to work on before we enter into a relationship? These are things you probably have heard before, but God grants us grace. Number one, you need to heal. Write it down. Especially in the 21st century, in this day and age, this is a very major prerequisite to entering a relationship. I believe that everyone that wants to enter a relationship in our day and our age now needs a healing process. Before relationship, there are some I've discussed with people, and you know, I meet people, and as a pastor, you are at the receiving end of people's behaviors, and you have to swallow it. And so I've seen people that sometimes when they behave, I'm almost praying that nobody should get married to you because the, the person that will marry this person will die. I'm sick. The person will die one day. And then I have to correct myself. You have to be a good person. You have to be a good person. But it's true. Because people don't want to change. They want to be accepted the way you are. You see, C.S. Lewis said something. Said something. I'm trying to remember how it is. I think he said the character of love will demand that the object is changing. So even though I accept you, the character of love insists that the person still changes. But it's for your good. So I'm not saying you should change for me to accept you. It is because I have accepted you that I need you to improve. The character of love will always want you to be, be, to be a better version of yourself. And so if I love you, I won't leave you the way you are. We want to do with God in our Christianity these days. Come as you are. But come as you are does not mean you shouldn't be transformed. You should change when you come to meet God. And God is not going to change that standard. As far as God is concerned, He loves you. He has accepted you. But He must change you. Same with relationship. So there is a healing process. The average young person in our day is, is hurt already. Either from personal stories or from their parents' relationships or from their crush online, I mean their couple goals, you know. Just imagine that there was no social media. I thought about this today. Imagine that there was no social media. Do you realize that you might not have heard of more than one or two breakups in your life? Think about it. Imagine that there was no social media. Imagine that there was no IG. Imagine that there was no YouTube. Imagine that there was no Facebook. The stories of breakups that you would know might not be. I thought about it today and I could think I could remember only one. One divorce story. So it means that social media is contributing to the ideologies that young people are imbibing that is against the word of God. Social media, the friends that we have, many of us have had friends or we still have friends that are in all kinds of relationships that are obviously failing. And these things become a, a mindset for us, a stronghold. So God wants you to win in relationships. But the truth is that the several ideologies, the, you've seen too many relationships fail for you to believe that somebody can be dead. It's true. It's true. Many of us are dressing well, but we are carrying pain. Harboring pain that it is when the pain is that it will come out. Yes. There are young men that are angry with all women now. Yes. They have... They, how many of you have watched some of those contents? You will be like, bro, just enter a boxing ring, beat all of them. Because I don't know what's, what's this anger about. 
one of the major things that we need to do as young people before relationships before falling in love because brothers and sisters a human being is still a human being you can listen the bible says something about you Job said the thing that i greatly fear has come it is possible for you to run away from something so much that you recreate that same reality again it's true there are many people that dated weird people in the world and are still dating the same weird people in church bodies yes because i've thought about it when people say church brothers do the most i think about it again and again i've been surrounded by church boys all my life i know many of them have never entered one relationship till we graduated it's true some of them is probably the first relationship that they got married so i'm thinking who are the people that these young girls are dating? Are they the same church boys that I'm praying with? I don't think so. It was in 400 level that I realized, we were about to enter 500 level, that I realized the ladies that we were praying together were breaking up. You know, it was just like, this person is breaking up. If she's breaking up, then it means that she's here. Wow, when? <laughs> it was shocking for me. I will never forget that day I went to preach at Was he a kitty state? And I was with Daniel, and we were just about it. And he said, this person is breaking up. Ah, this other one too, yes. So he means that they were in relationships. But we didn't know. We were just all praying together. And it means that they were dating people in this same circle, but it was not my friends. So the problem is that this young lady left the world, came to church, but she saw the same worldliness. In Have you heard people do these interviews? Red flags in the Christian brother. Have you heard those things? Then they say he prays too much and he doesn't use perfume. Now I'm thinking, if somebody, listen, 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 I've seen it before. If you have spent nine years in the world and you need years to catch up on your destiny, do you think about perfume to go for a prayer meeting? Some of us knew there was no time. I, well, I, I'm still young. I had friends that were way older than me. There was no time again. Destiny was calling them. When they are praying, they are not thinking about how their trouser was rolling well. Do you grab? I just started dressing well recently. It was not like this before. No, me, I know. When you have sold the money for your sandal to go and to travel to for Apostle Aramis meeting, then do you have time for sandal? You get the pound, whether it's nice or not. My life needed change. And so, if you were thinking about, hey, they won't give it to them. If you were thinking about the dressing alone, you would have made a big mistake because you won't see me. That's the problem. Mm. You would have seen the same person that is dressing to kill. The same way you were seeing this in the world. Hmm. Or what about people hmm. that say that Christian brothers that don't have um is it pick up lines and they don't have reads. <laughs> you know, I remember one of us that wanted to enter a relationship and he came to meet me. He came to ask me what is he going to do, what is he going to say, how is he going to talk to her? And I told him, <laughs> You think I have a line for you? <laughs> I said, he said, but you're in a relationship. I said, when I started, I didn't say anything. She, I didn't say she lied. As far as I'm concerned, because I don't know what to say. I said, just go and meet the young lady and say, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I like you. Is it that you like me or you love me? I love me. Please don't stress me. I, I don't even know what I'm saying again right now. I told him that because I honestly didn't have a pickup line. Now, the young lady that was expecting a church boy with a touch of church body. Same with guys too. You know, guys have been heartbroken and then they want a lady 
that is a consolation for the pain that they've that they've had in the past. So they want a lady that when they walk into church, all the ladies that said no to them will look at her and say, Boy, God the creator. <laughs> and if that is what you are looking for, you will find them in church because the church is a place for everybody. There are people responding to treatments in church. There are people that are not responding to treatment at all. There are people that are the headache of pastors now and their brothers. Yes. That the day the pastor wants to pray, he will just drop this boy's name and say, God, can you just tear him and remove the rubbish that is in his heart? Because prayers can't help now. Just open him up and remove the rubbish in his heart and close him back and bring him to church. Yes. Yes. And so, if you do not heal, you will, you will date the same person you were dating in the world, but in a different world in church. Or even if you date a good person, you will pull out a monster that did not exist before from that person. Human beings have threshold. I've seen people that are dating. Eh? Two of them have an issue now. And this person will ghost. And I'm thinking, you will let her come back and say, I love you more than everybody in the world. You are a liar. Because there is a relationship issue now. You people have a fight now and you are ghosting. Completely ghosting. I don't apologize. He must apologize. Or I don't apologize. She must apologize. And the guy will keep apologizing until one day you pull out a beast that did not exist before. Then when he fights back at you, you start saying, this was my dad that used to be mine. This was the ex-boyfriend again. That thing replaced in your memory. But the issue is that there is something about you that did not change. And he's pulling out the beast in the other person. The truth is this. If you don't change you, relationship can change you. And for foolish people that are saying, at least let me cry in the Lamborghini. It's better than crying on that issue. There are problems that rich people have. Eh? Listen, I'm telling you. When you see the problems of rich people, it can kill you in an instant. I'm telling you. And so the first responsibility is not to look for who loves you. The first responsibility is to work on yourself and first heal. Listen, the Bible says in um, Ezekiel 36, 26. Let's go to that scripture. I hope I'm right. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. I think I've gone ahead of myself. It says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. The Bible here is saying, when you come to meet Jesus, one of the things that he does to you is that he exchanges your heart. He takes away that stubborn heart, that stony heart, and replaces it with the heart of flesh. Well, I've gone ahead of myself, so let me quickly... The first thing on your journey to healing in this kingdom is to acknowledge that you are broken, right here. Many of us, this is not the real you. There are people that say, if you talk to me, I learned it back. This is not the real you. Every man was born as a clean slate. Everything that we are acting now was something that we learned from somewhere or we saw from somewhere. This is not the real you. It do, it, your healing process starts from an acknowledging that this is not you. I'm not an angry person. I learned this from somewhere. I don't like keep, keeping malice. I learned it from somewhere. I don't believe that women are bad. I learned it from somewhere. I don't believe that men are bad. I learned it from somewhere. 
until you acknowledge this, you are not you have not yet started your healing process. We are all broken. Same thing. This is the same process in salvation. We acknowledge that we need help. There are many of us that really do need help. Not love. Because if you see the things, I know, I know Christian people that are dating smokers and drinkers and I'm thinking, how are you doing this? And you will still sing on Sunday morning and say, Jesus, I love you. You are a liar. But the problem is this. She said, all Christian brothers, I said it's not true. It's not true, not all. There are people with a testimony and a track record. It's not true. The problem is that there is something that you have experienced that is shielding what of people that cannot receive love. You know, it was one, well, ah, should I do this? I love all of you anyway, so. It was one person that I was talking about last week that I said, share your birthday. Let's celebrate you. Put it on the door. Now, do you think it is arrogance or something is wrong? Listen, I said, let us as a church celebrate you. Is that arrogance or something is wrong? It's not, I don't think people are that arrogant. Something is This cannot be the normal human being. This was not the sweet little princess that was playing when she was five years old. Something happened in your story that has broken you. Yeah. Thank God for people like my Todd and Tim Ross that taught us that there must be theology and therapy. There are people that are really wounded in church. Wounded from church people, wounded from pastors. Hope you know there are people that can't meet any pastor today because of what pastor. When you hear what some pastors have done, one lady was sharing with me yesterday. I was shocked. Pastor, the funny thing was that the person was also very man. Yeah. Hope you know that pastors still sleep with members. It happens, and ladies come out from that place and they say they will never go to church. People don't just get angry like this. Something happens in their story that make them harden. You were not born like that. And until you accept it, you will not begin a journey of change. Yes. I used to be angry before. There are things. Hey, child. You not see what my anger can do. There are marks that my dad kept in the house to remind me of what my anger did in the house. But somebody had to, because I can't just be an angry person. Something happened in my story. One day I had to accept that this is not me. I can't change. Because you see, if you marry me, you will probably think that you are marrying a pastor. If I didn't deal with that anger, one day I will land you one. Yes. Yes. You know, one day I was angry and I made a statement and I said, God will about some and it was like a week after that person's business went down literally lost money lost everything i went back to god again i said you see god if you don't help me eh, this is the, the that i'm telling you and it's dangerous carrying the anointing like that it's why god works on you before he trusts you with things there are things god can't trust you with the same the same mouth you will use to prophesy and shift people you will use it to tear down people i had to go back to god and started interceding I prayed until God told me go back to church and prophesy again that there will be restoration. 
And until I prophesied it and I saw that restoration, I did not rest. Because I know what, what anger can do until God does something about it. So you see, ba, we are not all like this. Trauma has been passed from family, from friends, from our experience, from social media, and we are acting out our trauma, saying this is our hell. Say it after me, say this is not me. There is a greater and superior dimension of you that exists in God, a gentle spirit, a meek spirit. Until you acknowledge it, you won't change. That's the first thing, acknowledge it. Number two, spend time with Jesus. You see, I, I know people say, I know people say that um, you need to go to a therapist, pay 90,000 for 20 minutes, and then talk about your problems. Well, I don't think it's exactly a bad thing, but I think that the, the, the highest form of therapy that a believer needs is the presence of God. Yes. Yes. Listen, there are things about the secret place you must be trained to understand the secret place. The secret place is not just a place where you contact power. The secret place is a place where you can be understood. It is powerful to be understood. Yes. Where everybody does not believe you, and you come to God and say, God, this is not me. They say I'm angry. I'm not an angry person. Something has happened to me that has made me like this. Let me tell you something that I did. I did it earlier this year too. I picked pictures of people, screenshots of scenarios where people hurt me, and it was very painful. I carried everything to God. I said, God, you must deal with this one. Not because I got hungry yesterday, but because I know I can't preach a message that I've not gone under that same sort of kind of preacher. I took them to God. I said, God, this boy, he did this rubbish. In my mind, you should just, but anyways, I'm back in your presence. It is in your presence that God can fix you, change you, convert you into a superior dimension of you. And this is the thing about the secret place, man. If you don't finish your class in the school of the spirit, you will come back even after 10 years or 20 years. You see, the school of the spirit is not like futa that you can read up quickly before exam and cram poor and, and that's not the school of the spirit is. Your character will show that you didn't finish your class well. Your character, your demeanor will show that you didn't finish your class in the school of the spirit. Until God is done with that work inside your spirit. The Bible says, how do we know that God has finished that work? The Bible says that stony heart will be converted to a heart of what? Flesh. Until that stony heart has been softened, it, is, it means that your, 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 your lectures have not been finished in the spirit. And this is what God wants to do for you before you start any relationship. Or before you start to fall in love. I want us to take a few minutes to go to the presence of God. Close your eyes. Nobody's with you. And say, Lord, I don't lie. Something happened to me in my experience. I don't fight. Something happened to me in my experience. I'm not an angry person. Something happened to me in my experience that has made me like this. And I came for a correction. Let there be that correction in my spirit. This is one of the things that the presence of God does to man. It changes that broken you, converts you to someone. It will you will not look like your pain anymore. That's what the work of the secret place does. It converts you until you don't look like your pain anymore. Pray, you need it.
Make sure you are praying. You know? Make sure you are praying. We'll talk about other things, but I want to settle this one first. Because I think we are harboring a world of broken young men and broken young women. We are harboring a world of broken young people with all kinds of pain and deductions from their pain. You are not like this. There is a, there is a superior dimension of you that is more humble, that is more meek.
said, isn't it better to marry a prostitute than to marry a prayer warrior? I said, that's pain talking. That's not a old man. That's not wisdom. That's what pain in his mind. Prayer warriors are fake people. Prostitutes, at least they can, they can show it to everybody. Do you think being vocal about iniquity is a good thing? And so there are several advices that we are taking into our own relationships. When you want to punish the man, don't talk to him. Ignore him. After two days, he will come and beg you. And the man keeps begging you until one day he's tired. Then you say the relationship is not working again. And at that time, it's pastor that will all come and meet. After we ran away from pastor for a long time. And from what the pastor has been saying. When I see the way some of us behave these days, I know that you are wounded. This is not you. This is not you. This is not you. Something has happened in your experience. This is not you. And in as much as we want God to bless our relationships, God won't do what you will do for yourself. This is a major prerequisite in any relationship in this dear time. All this I can't apologize. All this I, I, I do what I want. I don't say no to nobody. No. 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 There is a meek and gentle and contrite spirit. Even God is attracted to that kind of spirit. Which human being will not be attracted to that kind of spirit? So it means that the anger, the flamboyant boasting cannot be the will of God. There are things that are in our lives. Some people post all their achievements. It's not because they want to post it. This is not about social media. This is about a lack of self-esteem. But that they need validation from people. Because when you stay with God, God will make them remember. Jesus said he called the disciples that they stay with him. And that he might send them forth. God will train you to a point where you are not thinking about sending. If God keeps you where you are, you are fine. That's what God does to people. This is why you are not afraid of whatever God tells you to do. Because it was never your ambition anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know when God has done, when God has finished a work in a man's Gentleness, humility. He is doing great things, but there is no need to prove it. Once. What about laziness? It has affected several relationships. Apart from cheating, one of the major things that has crumbled many marriages is lack of finances. And it's because there are men that are more led to kill this laziness. Listen, this thing, eh? When you are done in the school of the spirit, the Holy Ghost will give you a manuscript to cure that thing. That's what I'm saying. Then you will go back to your daughter, you will know what to do to win yourself from this thing. Can we pray one more minute before I continue the other things I want to do today? Lord,
In Jesus' name we have prayed. This is a prerequisite before any relationship can be formed. In my opinion, there are people that need to go on a retreat before asking God for who is my partner. The major thing is to work on you. And so, you acknowledge that you are broken, then you come to the presence of God. This is where we can be understood. God knows that you are not like that. God sees the track record. God sees the pain. How many of you have watched the shark? You saw when wisdom took that guy and started showing me, you are not this angry. Your dad was all, your dad was also not just an angry person. He was not just beating you anyhow. See the track record. Something happened to that man. And that's how we pass pain from generation to generation. Someone told me something. She said something and it touched me. She said that I think her mom told her that it's better for a lady to marry someone, a man. It's better for a man to love a woman more than the woman loves her. And when she mentioned that statement, you can understand what is going on here. She married a man that she thought or she believes that they don't love her. And in the midst of the fighting and the bickering, she came up with an ideology. Young lady, you are my daughter. I'm advising you, marry someone that loves you than you love you. Then you carry that mindset into the relationship. So when you spend time with Jesus, the next thing that God does to you the next thing that you need to do is to embrace mental transformation. After you have acknowledged your issues, then you come to meet God, then God gives you a superior belief system. <laughs> Herein lies the message. You know, I was talking to one young lady that said she will never for any guy again, and I told her, say this after I said, say this after me, this momolo. Say this momolo. I will do it again. I will do it again. Say amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. In our world, it's called momolo. But isn't it momolo that Jesus did? How do you leave a throne in heaven? Come and meet people. They kill you. And then you resurrect again. Go back to complete the sacrifice. And you sit down at the right hand of God. Not to flame you. But to keep praying for the same people that killed you. What do you call that in today's day? Yes. So, if a young man is telling you that he loves you, if a young man is telling you that he loves you, is he loving you the way Christ does? Well, anyways, that's not part of my What I'm saying is that what God does to you at the end of this whole process is that he changes your mindset. Now you embrace a more superior belief system. One of these is what I said last week and I will repeat it again. I said it, keep it as a revelation in your spirit. In this age of confusion, where many people are doing all kinds of things, keep it as a revelation in your spirit that there is no fear in you. Give me that scripture. Let's go to that scripture. First John, I think chapter 4. Let's go to that scripture. Very powerful 
scripture. But in verse 18, it's a powerful revelation. I want us to read it together. That first one, two, three, four, five, six, that first six words. Everyone, first John 4 18. If you are there, first John 4 18. Are we there? Are we there? If you are there, let's read the first six words together. One, two, go. It's a revelation. You know. So when people come with their complaints that this is how women are or this is how men are, I tell them that there is no fear. You met, you met a young boy, you didn't meet Christ. You met a young lady, you didn't meet the church. Because marriage is supposed to mirror Christ and the church. And I hope, well, there are some things I didn't want to say in this series because I believe we've clarified it before. In this place, our belief system around relationship is that you are, you are handling a relationship towards marriage, right? I think we've clarified that before. <laughs> we are not seeing how things go. We don't see how things play out. There's something there is marriage in view that you so if we have talked about that, then there is no fear in love. That's a superior belief system in this age where people are thinking that they will do DNA tests. You won't do, you won't need to do, you won't need to do, except if there's any reason that can be medical. Minus that, you won't need to do. There will be trust in your relationship. That's a superior belief system, not the fear that is happening around. There was one that trended recently here, a young girl said that if there is no ring on my finger, I will not be faithful to you. And I'm thinking, you no, no, really, really. So now sleeping with several people, is that so forcing? Because I'm thinking, how do people come up with all kinds of beliefs? When you are done with your healing process, listen, for example, when people are struggling with pornography, when they've come to meet God and God has watched them and done all of that, one of the things that God does, is that it gives you a revelation of, of the dangers of pornography. When your exposes you to something about pornography, you will run away from it for the rest of your life. That's a superior belief system. Do you understand what I'm saying now? When you understand what priesthood is and the power of submission, when you understand what the church receives when, when she submits to Christ as the head of the church, then you will understand and you will embrace submission because it's not because you read it in your Bible. It has become spirit and life to you. That the resources that flows from the head flows to the body. There are battles you will not need to fight because there will be someone fighting it for you. There will be no need arguing those parameters again. Young men, I don't spend on any woman <laughs> until you read your Bible and see the blessings. I, I found out something in scripture that made me realize that my hands will not be closed again. Hope you have read in your Bible that there is it that scattereth and yet increaseth. It. it is lack of wisdom to think ordinary things. Ordinary like ordinary quality is what will make you grow. No. There is it that we told death more than is meat. It tended to what? Poverty. There are things that when you see in the word of God, I don't think your healing process is complete until you find a revelation that gives you a superior belief system. So while your friends are saying you better let's go to the party now, there is some ah, there are things I will show you. Ah. Ah. Remember that scripture that I gave you last year? The Bible says that the king made a marriage for his son. That's a superior belief system. I will not be the one having to post several people. God is a perfect matchmaker. Oh my God. It's a revelation me I caught on. I told you the story of a young lady last year, but a young lady that was about to go to school, eh? and then I think she, she 
she was about to go to school and then when she, her jam results came out, was it at jam results? I hope I'm right. Or her YF results. When the results came out, when the results came out, the young lady, the school that she went to, they revoked the results from that school. But she had a small phone where she was able to check the results and took a screenshot on that small phone. Now, it took a few months after or weeks after before they released the results back and it was the exact same results. But because of that screenshot that she did on that small phone, she was able to get admission to the school she was going into. When they released the results for their center, this school had already closed admission. So it was a narrow escape. And as she entered into that school, she met a great young guy and she entered a relationship. When I heard that story, I said, this is it now. This king will make a marriage for his son. Superior belief system. So when they tell you there are fishes in the sea, I'm not looking for fishes in the sea. This king will make a marriage for his son. Yes. Did you read the story of, um, was it Eliezer now that Abraham sent to get a wife for his son Isaac? The Bible says he went to the well at the time when virgins drew water. That's what they call precision. He didn't go at the wrong time, at the exact time that virgins drew water. So I will not tell several people, my steps are ordered by the Lord. These are the things that will form your belief systems. Will form your belief systems. Will form your belief systems. Are you in church? So in your process of healing, number one, acknowledge. Number two, spend time with Jesus. Number three, access something superior. Superior. Something that is above what your generation has and possesses. Something superior. A belief system that is superior. We need those people in our generation. We need a young set of people that embrace kingdom relationships. Not the ones that people are doing these days. Well, number one, you heal. I'll rush the two. Number two, if you want to have, before you find love, these are the things that you do. You heal, and number two, you go on a process of death to self and flesh. Right? This, this is my own curriculum. Because I want to uphold an ideology that being a great Christian will produce great relationships. You know, I heard someone saying one time, Let's not talk about the things that we are Where um, both of you come back from work and the man forces the woman to go to the kitchen and he's sitting down and his leg, he crosses his leg in the sitting room and he's watching TV. And when you hear people say all that story, you can know this is an experience you are talking from. This is not the word of God. Because you see, if you are if you truly love, and I'm not saying if you are in love, if you truly love. Then you can't be in the sitting room when two of you came back from work and not help out in the kitchen. There are things that when I hear and they now use it to propose one special relationship advice, I'm thinking a child of God will not do that. This one is not somebody in love. I'm saying a child of God will not do that. But there are children of God that do that too. People are walking in church, lifting heavy things, and the person is just going to sit down there and say, Bala, you never carry that one like soup. It rains soup. I'm telling you, those are the basic Christian tenets that people don't embrace. It's like the Good Samaritan story. Remember, somebody was in distress. Everybody was passing. High in knowledge. Pharisee. 
saw the person on the ground that was there and probably was praying in tongues and moved. Yes. But that's not what Jesus thought. Anyways, number two, you have to die to self and flesh. And this is why I teach this. You see, the journey of relationship is actually a selfless journey. You know, Christ came to die for, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the world. That's a selfless journey. And then Christ, and then the church is supposed to submit to Christ in all things. You're right? Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's a selfless journey. So the journey of relationship and the journey towards marriage is a selfless, is a completely selfless journey. Which would mean that until um, which would mean that some of the advice that I hear that they give people around relationships, I think are advices that would have been solved if a Christian is trained properly. Pay attention to what I'm saying. If a Christian is actually trained properly, there are things that will not be a relationship advice. It will be part of your Christian experience. And so, for example, when people say, ladies like money, well, I'll, next week we'll fight on that. But anyways, for now, when people say, ladies, can we reduce the movie now? It's distracting what when people say that ladies like money and ladies come up with stories like I want to buy this bag, 100,000, 200,000 and you hear people saying all kinds of things or ladies that like we said or guys that date people that are their past in different bodies you know, they enter church but it's still the same ideology, same people I think the reason why many people fall into that cycle of relationships again and again is because there is something about themselves something about self Something about cravings, something about the flesh that has not died. This is my personal opinion. I think that those are the basic things that Jesus deals with when he comes to it. For example, I told you my story. I went to minister somewhere. And there was a young lady that needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And she said, you know, she said she didn't want. So my friend was like, oh, so if you don't desire it, you won't receive, so you can go. So I and Lala went to meet the young lady, and we were like, let's converse with her, let's talk with her. And then we started praying for her. And in my mind, as I was holding the hand, I was expecting that she was going to, you know, you know what happens. <laughs> and as I was waiting for that moment, the Holy Spirit told me that we can that's the way he said, he said, do you know the issues in her family? Do you know that if she starts praying in tongues, do you know how many things, do you know how many years she will be able to cover when she starts this thing and her relationship with the Holy Spirit? Everything that is in your head now is not what will be the benefits of her receiving the Spirit, is that she should fall down and scream. So you are not even concerned if she receives. So far she falls down and your ego is massaged. You are good. I remember that day I knelt down. I, I found out the back channel that was between me and the power of God. I found out that there was wickedness locking in my heart. Now, if you saw me in that place, do you think I was wicked? I was praying for someone to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says that this God knows how to search the hearts. So man looks at the outward appearance and God looks at the heart. And God saw a heart of wickedness. If I give you church to pastor, you will milk these people, you won't pastor them. I, I'm telling you, this is how the Holy Spirit is. I don't know how people 
This is why I'm saying this because you see, the way I was trained uh, in my knowing God, I found out that many people were not trained the same way. Because you see, there are wickedness that would have dropped if you met God, the God that me I serve in your journey. This is step two after being born again. When you have found out your positional realities in Christ, I've taught you before. The next thing that the Holy Spirit does is to deal with the flesh and deal with self. So when people say, I want a $250,000 ring until you give me a $250,000 ring, I ain't gonna marry you. When you hear statements like that, you are saying, and she can be a Christian. I understand what she's saying. What she's saying is that she did not meet the cross. She met grace. She did not meet what? There are things that will die in you when you meet Jesus. Eh? The one that you like, the shape that you like, young man, Jesus. It's not, it's not in relationship class will tell you, it's not about shape. Don't worry, down the line the shape will go. Then you will realize that it's the inner beauty. No, there are those doctrines that we teach today because people did not die to self. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Jesus would have done that work while you are entering the kingdom. When he said, no, we know man after the flesh. Paul had found something in God that he did. He was no more going to look at people by their physical appearance anymore. We judge by the Spirit. Paul found this by revelation that we serve God by the Spirit. We boast in Christ Jesus and we leave what? No confidence to the flesh. So when you hear people say, ah, I cheated, but it was a mistake. No, Jesus. Jesus would have dealt with that. Because Jesus would have made sure that you are accountable to people that you can't lie to. Let me tell you something. I'm a young man. We are all young people. You will go to, I'll teach you later in this series. You will go to work one day, one young lady will smile at you, you will lose your own training. Do you understand? You will forget everything that they've taught you until you go and meet your back. Listen, let me tell you myself. One young lady that I met, she was calling me, called me the first day, called me the second day, called me the third day. And after calling me for like three days, I knew that this is rubbish. Huh? Then the Holy Spirit came in my prayer and said, You are not going to pray to me. Number one, you will go back and she will call you again this evening. And when she calls you, this is what you will say. Number one, you are a pastor. Sorry, number one, you are a child of God. Number two, you are a pastor. Number three, you are in a relationship. Number three, you have friends that they catch you, you are in trouble. And not just did I say that. I went to report myself to my friend. A and B and C. There's a young lady that is calling me. And this is what is going on. When I finished that call that day, the lady later came back some years, sorry, some months later, and said, in, in her life, she has not met a genuine Christian like this before. Now, the reason is because she had met Christians that are in relationship with their calling. That's emotional cheating, you know. Yeah. Then they will delete the call. If I would delete something, I should not have that. When you meet Jesus, many of these things are dealt with. I'm, thinking, I'm trying to propose to you that a great Christian life will equal to a great relationship and marriage. Well, I don't have time to dwell on that. I really wish I had time. But I don't have time to dwell on that. Anyways, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Let me round up with you so that we can share. So, I believe 
that your journey to relationship I've taught you about being visionary and all of that, yes. But I believe your journey in relationship starts first from a development of character, solid character development. And that's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. We've talked about vision and we'll talk more next week. But development of character. Galatians chapter 5, let's start reading from verse 16. Character in summation is what we call the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is not behavior. I believe that the fruit of the Spirit is, is what, I think there's a statement that is called Spirit-controlled temperance. Spirit-controlled. Let's start reading from Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16. Let's do that. And then... This I say then. Pastor Aaron said that this is the best relationship advice and I believe. This I say then. Walk ye in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Verse 17. It says, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary and the one to another. So that ye cannot do the things that ye will. Verse 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Verse 19. Now, now the works of the flesh, if any of these things are still found in your life, there is work to be done. Relationship is not what you should be thinking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? If any of these are still found in your life, there is work to be done. Am I saying you will be perfect before you enter a relationship? No, that's not what I mean. But I'm saying that there must be a process of developing character. Much more than just being visionary. Much more than just um, having dressing well. Well, Sha, pastoring has introduced me to those kind of advices. Well, dress well. It's good. I'm, I'm not against it. It's really good. But I think that. Let's go back before I start. Now the works of the flesh are made manifest, which are adultery, well, fornication. Now. As of 2018 or 2019, I will not mention this amongst young people. But now, from 2020 to 2024, I caught a revelation of what Christians do. It was like Rema. And when I found it, I realized that there are some things you need to mention. Fornication. Amongst Christians. Yes. If it is still at work in you, is a work of the flesh. Well, let's continue. Uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Well, the closest I can compare this to is the closest I can compare this to is a development of crush that has been has become a normal thing in our generation. In fact, eh, speck or crush, you know. You know, it's even cross that I want to talk about. Because you see, there are husbands that now, they know that to keep this woman happy, they have to invite a crush to the wedding ceremony. Yeah, you people think you are, you, you, are not, you have you not seen those things. They have to invite a crush to the wedding ceremony. Maybe he sings, or maybe he plays an instrument, and then when the Johnny Drew enters, and he sings one song, then the lady loses her own friend. And she's screaming and she's happy. You know, listen, this is something about the flesh, man. Something about the flesh is this. Is that <laughs> it starts subtly. I've taught this thing before. That the devil enters with subtlety 
But the end goal of the devil is destruction. I've talked to you before. Those supposed to respond. Now, so these are things that have even been brought into church. It's also in church too. So there are music ministers in church that are people's crush and they turn up at the wedding just so that the woman will be happy. And then, now not fine, they can do whatever they want to do, it's none of my business. But the point here is this. I now heard one day a woman that said, I think her crush was Denzel Washington, right? And she told her husband that they must put the picture of that man on the ceiling. On the ceiling, of, like on the top of the bed. So that just in case they are doing what couples do, in her mind, is what? Do you know what that thing is called? It's idolatry. Whatever has been exalted and you can quench your Christian convictions for has become your idol. That's it. Young men too are crushed too. And the painful thing is that some of the crush of young men are monsters. I've said it. So just in case you think I was having the ladies and back at you, Yes. Listen, we think that if we will carry all of this and have a great relationship. No! I don't. Let's continue. Anyways, thank God I didn't see anything that is not in scripture. But, so let's continue. Witchcraft. I believe that we all know. In fact, we are the young people that have been purporting that witchcraft is not tying red wrapper and circling your eye and all of that. We know now that witchcraft includes ma manipulation. Is that true? And so, just in case that is also part of your work, young guys that are dating like three or four people, or you are not really dating them, the day that they say, what are we? We are pencils in the hand of the creator. Sorry, we are nothing but pencils.
manipulation. Manipulation. Lying. All kinds of lying, including lying by omission. Because there are people that don't exactly lie what you want. The works of the flesh. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the losses of the flesh. Let's continue with it. Hatred, which has been the core cause of our generation. Men hate women, women hate men who are fighting each other on social media. Emulations, wrath, strife. Now think about this. It is amazing how how that two people claim to be in love and they can fight and go. No, I don't know how people do it. I'm, I'm gonna ask you. I don't know how people do it. In my opinion, I use my heart to do a lot of things. You know, I'm that kind of person that can preach a message that God will tell me you preach from your head, not your heart. So really, it's not about how many things I know. It's about how much I because you, and I'll be teaching when I teach ministers, I will teach this thing. Your messages don't have a piercing power if it if it comes from here, not from here. This is where utterance comes from. This is why God will not give you a high priest that is not touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He must be walking through the same thing to be able to communicate it to you. So I'm the person that preaches from my heart. I do things from my heart. So I don't know how to be in quarrel with somebody claim that I love you, then I go out and I laugh and I preach. I will preach for you. But there are people that do that. I met one young lady. I had to tell her, what do you gain? I told her, you see, when she later told me that she likes the way the guy comes back to apologize, I told her, listen, this calling him back to apologize, why not use that same thing in your spirit to push him forward? I think he would have married by now. Because he would have been settled by now. All this calling him back to apologize is not helping you. What do you gain from sorry? Sorry today. Sorry tomorrow. And so there are people, like I was teaching last week, they are in church, but they are holding stripes and hatred. They are fighting with people that they can never apologize. Have you heard people say, I will never apologize? Have you heard people say that? I've heard people say that, oh, church people. Somebody that Christ died for, I will never. Listen, there are things that, just imagine Jesus looking at you. I came to this world, died for this person, and in your mind, what did he do? Did he kill you or your brother? I think you've heard, you've seen that clip of Pastor Femilatarus, where he was sharing the story of a man that somebody killed his brother. And then they were in the courtroom and they were supposed to drag the situation. And they were expecting, you should expect that he's angry, kill him too. And all of that. But the guy went to hug the person that killed his brother and said, Jesus loves you and I love you. And the guy that was the killer started crying because you see, love can be. The Bible says love never came over. Have you found that scripture? It means that whatever you have injected in your relationship, if it is still failing, it's not love. Because there are dimensions to love. But if it is true love, it does not fail. This is why there is no fear. You will carry that thing as a revelation. No fear. In this one that Christ does. Strive, hatred, keeping people in your mind. I will not say sorry. I'll keep it till next year. Until it comes to bed. No. We do these things to preserve our relationship with God. But God makes sure that we come out with a soft spirit. 
was last week that I told you the story of somebody that wanted to fight. You remember? I'm not here. But I'm not going to stop preaching. And that does not stop me from loving the people. This is the point. Jesus does this in you. If you still have strife, if there are people you can't apologize to now, the works of the flesh. Let's continue. Seditions. Well, I don't know how we that. Heresies. Envies. Envies. Very important. In our own day and age. You know, they were asking somebody one time, they were asking a young lady on the podcast, why do we have to propose? You know, proposal these days now, there has to be the budget for proposal is equal to the budget for some people's wedding. There must be flowers, there must be this, there must be balloons. And this was not so before until we found social media. We have seen things that were not so before. Now, I'm not against it. I'm just trying to say that there are people under unnecessary pressure. It is why they can't date someone that is not driving a car. Do you understand? It is why they will say, who is he? What does he have? How much does he have? Can he take care of me? I'm a baby girl for life. Because she's not really a baby girl for life. She heard that statement from someone. And what other people have? Mothers. Drunkenness. So let me just shout it one more time. Drunkenness. Then let's move on. Rebellions and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, verse 22. But the, spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Perfect love that casts off fear. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. Hey! There are many people. Joy is not happiness. Joy is not laughter. Joy is by the Spirit. You see, do, uh, did you see the story of Pastor Shola? Great man in the body of Christ. Household of David. That holding that program. After that thing got turned down with fire. That's what they call joy. The ability to stand in fire and you still know that my redeemer demons, that's joy. That's joy. That's joy. That's joy. That no matter what falls down around you, does it mean that you won't cry? You will cry sometimes because there are things that will happen to you that you might not like, but you will have joy. There are many people in their relationships, they don't have joy. The situation of the country is the reason why they are fighting. Do you understand? It's not like somebody is causing the fight when the guy just remembers that Sirigu is after in their lives as the whole Nigeria. He will come back and this Valentine now, when she says, Ah, anything for me, he say, don't, don't, Did you see dollar rise? We are now one five. Joy, joy. No joy. Every day is frowning. Every day is angry. Lecturer is annoying him. Pastor is annoying Every day is angry. Joy by the Spirit. Peace. Peace. Oh my God. Let me not take our time. Peace. The ability to maintain peace. There are five magic words that um, they call it magic words. You know, I learned it years ago. Please. Thank you. I'm sorry. What are the ones? I don't know if you've heard those words. God bless you. I think there's one more. 
pardon me, okay, excuse me, okay. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Now, I'm saying that there are things that people say. You say it to maintain peace. It's not being fake. It's knowing that the Bible says you should pursue peace with all men. It's, it's a mentality and a mindset. There are different couples. Honestly, I've heard pastors say some things that couples are fighting about. When you break down the whole story, you are thinking, are these two people children? Does this one need to lead to a fight? Because somebody does not learn how to say, I'm sorry. Somebody does not learn how to say, thank you. Somebody does not learn how to say, please. This is peace. There are people that they just want problems always. They don't want peace. Anyways, that does not mean we will not create violence after we win the Afghan this night. But the idea is that there are people that don't want to follow peace. It's a responsibility and a command. Follow peace. Follow peace. You don't have to always be right to say sorry. Did you hear what I said? You don't have to always be right to say sorry. Peace. We're almost going long suffering. What about that? What about that? You've done this the first time, this is the second time, I don't take rubbish. The person that is saying I don't take rubbish too makes mistakes. Sometimes, but when, when, this is something that God does to me sometimes. When I'm done with my rubbish and my vexing, then I enter the secret place and he says, we're about to say sorry now. Because you don't need rubbish. So now if I say I don't take rubbish. Freely we have received. When you mirror your relationship with God with other people, the world will become a better place. It is true. Hope you know that relationships break because of unreconcilable differences. And when you hear irreconcilable differences, rather, when you hear that statement, I'm thinking, who could not reconcile in the truth? And both of them love Jesus. When we're young, but the fact that we're young does not mean we will not say what the word of the Lord says. If I'm wrong, let it be that I'm wrong, but the word of God is not. Remember what I said. The principle is not wrong. The people are wrong. Gentleness. That's another one. Gentleness. There are people that are not gentle. Not gentle at all. They move from zero to hundred so fast. Well, we don't have all the time to dissect that. But there are people that don't have a gentle spirit, a calm spirit. Remember that I said, if it is attractive to God, is it bad that it will not be attractive to Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, teachability, young women. Teachability. Listen, listen. I know the world is telling you that you don't care. You should not need anyone. Nobody is your mate. You know, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your blah, blah, blah. whatever they are telling you. Meekness. There are many things you will not learn until you are meek. Meekness is a prerequisite for learning. That teachable spirit. And it must be in men too. 
You are not an African man. You are a, you are a child of God. Did you hear what I said? You are, say it after me. I'm not an African man. I'm a child of God. He's a mentalist. I'm a, I'm a Yoruba man. That they don't listen to anybody. They don't fear God, neither the God man. Meekness. Temperance. Against such there is no law. Then let's jump to chapter, I'm sorry, to verse 25. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We are going to pray here. This is where we are going to pray. We are going to talk about relationship dynamics and all of that from next week. But I think I need to first echo this message. And the message for tonight is that having a great Christian life will equal to a great relationship. Did you hear what I said? A great Christian life will equal to a great relationship. Can you lift your voice in a few minutes and just pray? I don't know what your prayer points will be, but I'm sure there is something that you needed in that message. The fruits of the Spirit.
The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation, and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811 414 7940.